0: Welcome to A City Reading, a talking newsletter podcast of library news and features. This episode is a special episode to celebrate National Heritage Week, which runs between the 14th to the 22nd of August 2021. Visit our website or social platforms to find out about our exhibitions and online events. Our readers in this episode are myself, Deirdre, Michael and Claire. In this episode, we bring you part four in our step-by-step guide to researching your family tree. By John Henfeely, Moraynie Greta, on Trail, Lydia Giswain, An Early History of the Lock by Michael Lenehan, Interview with William Wall by Donal Driscoll. Happy reading. Genealogy Series Part Four. This is a last for our step-by-step guide to researching your family tree by John Feely. In this episode, Hen looks at newspapers and directories and niche records. Newspapers Newspapers can be very good sources of genealogical information. Unfortunately, until the early decades of the 20th century, only the comparatively wealthy sections of society had birth, marriage and death notices inserted in the newspapers. If you have an approximate or exact date of death or marriage, you will be able to check if a notice of the event was carried in a newspaper very quickly. Searching through newspapers can be very time consuming if you don't have at least an approximate date for the event in question. Many people, though, enjoy browsing through newspapers as they contain a wealth of information on other matters. You could easily find yourself distracted reading contemporary reports of the search for Jack the Ripper or reports on the openings of churches and theatres. Birth notices usually carry the least information. Often they will not give the name of the newly born child. A typical early nineteenth century birth notice might read On the sixth last. To the Lady Anne, wife of Captain James O'Sullivan, a son. The local studies department has a wide range of Cork newspapers from the middle of the 18th century. Some are in bound copies while others are on microfilm. The department also has complete runs of the Freeman's Journal and the Irish Times on microfilm. A useful index to biographical notices in Cork and Kerry newspapers from 1756 to 1827 is Rosemary Folliott's Biographical Notices primarily relating to Cork and Cary Newspapers 1756 to 1827. This is available on microfilm in the local studies department. Cork City Libraries maintain subscriptions with the Irish Newspaper Archives and British Newspaper Archives, which are discussed below. Both sites are subscription based and are free to use by the public in-house in any city library. Irish Newspaper Archives the Irish Newspaper Archives is a commercial site specialising in the digitization of national and regional papers on the island of Ireland. The archive consists of over 6 million pages of newspaper content from titles north and south of the Irish border. And through the newspaper obituaries, Irish genealogists can search, retrieve and view births, deaths and marriage records from over 279 years worth of Irish publications. The search function of the site allows for searches by surname and forename. However, the more common a surname will mean that an approximate date range must be applied to have a reasonable chance of finding the original birth, marriage or death notice. With particular interest to genealogists searching for Cork ancestors would be the Irish Examiner, Evening Echo and Southern Star Papers. National papers such as the Freeman and Independent are also available on the site. Please find a brief description of papers and date ranges available specifically to Cork researchers below. Cork Newspapers Irish Examiner eighteen forty one to present The Examiner is the paper of note of Cork and is the most likely paper to have a notice printed. Southern Star eighteen ninety two to present The Southern Star is a West Cork based paper with a nationalist outlook. Evening Echo eighteen ninety six to present The Evening Echo is a Cork City based paper with many people born in the city choosing this as the paper of note. Skibbereen Eagle 1882 to 1922. The Skibbereen Eagle is a West Cork based paper. The Eagle was a paper with a unionist outlook and was discontinued after independence. British Newspaper Archives The British Newspaper Archive is a new service which may be used free of charge within or without Cork City Libraries. All that is required to use the service is to set up an account on the BNA site found at www.britishnewspaperarchive.co.uk the British Newspaper Archive is a partnership between the British Library and Find My Past to digitise up to 40 million newspaper pages from the British Library's vast collection over the next 10 years. The site hosts a number of Cork related papers which will be useful to researchers. Cork Advertising Gazette 1855-1859 to 1859. Cork Constitution 1826-1896 Cork Daily Herald 1858-1901 to 1901. The Cork Examiner 1841 to 1912 Skibbereen and West Carberry Eagle or Southwestern Advertiser 1861 to 1870 Southern Reporter and Cork Commercial Courier 1823 to 1870 Directories Street and trade directories are among the most useful sources available to you for genealogical research. In them, you may find the list of the head of the household in each house in the principal streets of the relevant city or town. A list of those involved in trades, professions and crafts in the area, information on members of corporations and town councils and much else. A selection of Cork directories is available on the Cork Pass and Present website here. Many of the directories carry advertisements for various shops and trades. These may be very informative and in addition are often visually quite attractive. A selection of advertisements from Cork directories may be viewed on the Cork Pass and Present website or consulted in person in the local studies department. The local studies department has a wide-ranging collection of Cork directories from 1787 to 1945. There are gaps in the collection, especially for the early and mid-19th century. Griffith's Valuation Griffith's valuation, more formally, the primary valuation of tenements, was a systematic valuation of all property in Ireland. It was carried out between 1848 and 1864 and takes its popular name from Richard Griffith, the director of the valuation. The valuation for County Cork was done mostly between 1850 and 1852. Its main purpose was to value property to form the basis for various types of taxation. If the census returns for 1851 and 1861 survived, it is doubtful that you would need to consult it. In the absence of these returns, it has become a substitute for the missing census records, although it is a very poor one. The information given in the valuation is townland name, street name in urban areas, valuation map number, local number, Householder's name, landlord's name, under the heading immediate lesser, a brief description of the property, the area of the property and units of acres, roads and purchase and the rateable value of the property. It is arranged by county, barony, civil parish and townland. The valuation and a number of indexes to it are available in the local studies department. Most of the valuation for Cork is available in published volumes. The valuation for the entire county is on MicroFiche. Griffith's valuation is now available online on the Ask About Ireland website, found here: www.askaboutireland.ie/griffith-valuation. You might be interested to know that Richard Griffith was also a distinguished engineer who built many roads in County Cork and designed a tunnel at Kent Station in Cork. Tide Applotment books. Until 1838, families were obliged to give a tenth of their income annually a tide, to the Church of Ireland. Tide had been paid in kind until 1823, when a law was passed making tide payable in money. A survey of the value of property was carried out from 1823 to 1838 to determine how much tide each landholder would pay. The Tide Applatment books record the results of the survey. Their value as sources for genealogical research is limited. The information given varies from book to book, but usually it includes the landholder's name, the landlord's name, the townland name, the acreage of the land, and the amount of type payable. Payment of tithe was bitterly resented by Catholics and Presbyterians, and led to the Tite War from 1830 to 1838. If you manage to trace your family back to the Tite books, you will have done well. It is extremely difficult to trace a family in Ireland further back than the early 19th century. There are exceptions, of course, particularly for wealthier families and members of the gentry. But generally speaking, 1800 or thereabouts is a cut off point for tracing family history in Ireland. You can consult microfilm copies of the Tithe Plotment Books in Cork County Library and a digitised version at Tile Niche records Electoral lists Electoral lists for Cork City are available in the local size department since 1942 43 and list all those eligible to vote in local, presidential, and general elections. In more recent times, they list those eligible to vote on elections for the European Parliament. They can be useful as sources for genealogy, or even for finding out who might have lived in a house in a given year. The municipal boundaries were extended in 1965. People in some of the suburbs, for example Black Rock, were living outside the city before the extension of the boundaries and will not be listed in the electoral lists for the city before 1965. The boundaries of the city were once again extended in 2019 to take into account the growth of the city. The current year of registers can be consulted as well as registers of 30 year vintage and older. O'Keefe, Coshmang, Sleeve Locker, and Upper Blackwater in Ireland. Albert Casey, Alabama. Knocknegree Historical Fund, 1952 1967. 13 volumes. If your ancestors came from Northwest Cork or East Kerry, the area known as Sleeve Lucre, you should certainly consult Albert Casey's huge compilation of genealogical material from the area. It is impossible to define the boundaries of Slieve Lucre exactly, but its heartland would line the country between Abbeyfield, Castle Island and Mill Street. The Barony of Duhallow is in this area. The local studies department has 13 volumes of the work, and the range of material included is extraordinary. There are transcriptions of parish registers, reprints of Smith's histories of Cork and Kerry. A reprint of an edition of the Annals of the Four Masters, transcriptions of Greystone inscriptions, copies of marriage and death notices from newspapers, and Casey's own speculations on the origins of the Celts and the relationship of people on the west coast of Ireland to other European peoples. It must be said that Casey's theories are very peculiar and at variance with current thinking in ancient history and anthropology. O'Keefe, Coshmang, has a number of faults. Much of it is printed in a typeface which is very small and quite difficult to read without magnification. The records included in it are copied from the originals and errors will almost certainly have occurred during the transcription process. It is arranged rather haphazardly. Records from one parish may be dispersed in different volumes. Despite these faults, it is an extremely valuable resource for anyone from the Lucre area. Lucre means the rushy mountain in English. Cork City Libraries has made available an online alphabetical index of O'Keeffe, Cashman. Estate records. The vast majority of the Irish population prior to the 19th century were tenant farmers on vast country estates. The administration of these estates produced large quantities of records such as leases and deeds, rentals and account books, maps and correspondence. Many of these records have been placed in various archives across the state with the majority being held by the National Library in Dublin. Estate records differ from one collection to the next, but contain a wide array of papers on tenants. Documents can include information on tenants ranging from names, acreage, rent, land holdings, leases and agreements. In some circumstances, letters may be in existence discussing various tenants, projects and events which may have taken place on the estate. With the sale and breakup of estates over time, Many collections hold information of the sale of land to individuals through land commissions or encumber the state's court. Find My Past Find My Past is a subscription-based commercial genealogy website which can be accessed in the city library on Grand Parade. Find My Past originated as a genealogy group founded in 1965 in the UK by a group of genealogists and researchers known as Title Research. As the internet boom took hold in the early 2000s, Find My Past became a major player in the proliferation of digitized genealogical material globally. The site contains a wide variance of materials compiled into a number of sections namely, Birth, Marriage, Debt, and Parish Records, Census, Land, and Surveys, Churches and Religion, Directories and Social History, Education and Work, Institutions and Organizations, Military, Armed Forces, and Conflict travel and migration. Contact the Local Studies Department to make use of this service.
1: Moreud Nígráda agus an le Díardra Swain. Se fitha fitha éan blíin chínacháin céd blíin o fúir Moreud Nígráda bás. Drama dhór, muntor tór, Moon tór agus cnil ar son na Is far athnaar hí as a drama on tríol. Rúgach mór eid i dangan, i gil fóile cunthéon chlór ar er an tríol affaithad na a Vi a hí góní agus hí a anias. a agus a Agus good af she a, si a grade agus agus a good a chumantus or fagantil de Viochen a Guelga. tradition bail, a good vich si a gahrish and dine, curt and van iha Merriman brie Vimorid a dogezuch a a Guelga. Dorchi o'er a vine garev ahasir he nor vinshi le a on Hastig ona tishmahori gorhach shi dera lenakit idachish teresh nabonskala onus goraikshi a gober and verum. Nir horla In her onit, huikshi gudi manskal in inish. Huikshi rein skolora, skalora, agas brunach skalorach tchorla kunte erhi gkalashe oskala vala hakliya. Ocherch no hikshi berla. August Frankish, August Emma's Grilge. Vishi Gummun, a man, August Gunrun a Grilge, fathers a Vishi Ann. Kurge Brisuni or Vine, Margarev she a deal brattache, public tannica, er void graften, Rodemir she a deen of green de, quake blin in a yik. Debrich she marvuntor August and son maruni prevaider de Arnaun de T. D. Homonanguel, a gate doll on Terstart, Nua. Lanchi er hi egoberdo, ereon hoggic ha, Nur v shay in a ara argadish. Vos she o kiesan, Garda shinshroch, civilian nagic fehatry, Agus vibert clinake. Seamus Agusbrian. In Egypt Finish, Hosnik on Hed Station Radio in Aren, Do or N. A Dorfi Radio Arenaer Nistaini, Ekrela. Fostih Nigrade Mar Agarhor Mna or Do or N. Eker Clarke the Vna the Fostile Hela. Rinach Priev Creator on Station de in Egypt Finney. Be on Hed Creator Mna in Aren, Agus a vraten, Agus Baderson, Oropy. Tibrikshi mar a fag Vi lina. ni Roda le tex laur scola, scriv de fodrigo shukru, an Shawk mar grilher. A vi laur scola, de Horla idachish neheran. Scriv she alone texana idachish, progress in Irish Sonorov ví co- so in like a hagerhor hor e te bru o nu loin fol shohor tex ar yen she zervas er othor quel de valja on Kauru da muntori fishiko diu krishok gardan shi er hi a kur lawr er chep nor vishi brotus in hospital fi on hemake irik tanashi laní agus aga shi agna dína oke kahaneva ses se le er ona draw me skrief she wrote, draw mi ssko a vibonaha banahaar er na skelta fita er an me sochtar miabda er, meabla, er she Peter pan go goélgatier no na jo skrief sie lagin goelga all a de skelta si onsra bon no na ladybird books. ses liter litterhocht a la Samply does not allow a shawl to forge the ascription as Gaelgan the tree fair, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, Colocate Blain, Sleeping Beauty, Lou Cinderella, Oil agus Broods, Beauty and the Beast, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, Agus Sean, ag- agus Gasponera, Jack and the Beanstalk. The Groerle ignigrade den Jarmirt. The Juchhui er Romech Naguelga agassi ectusnoeck scriv. Ach dahrik she a shah. Visim egdina in a Jami few monorevein quelga a co. Visia cur guelga erfold ruina she tannavach, treated an Rinishi ech barta er son the Jarmirta suchanga Skkrief sie een v- von se her jamchtta deek i ré seal, nísmna eengramador elle a3 in na manstoch ar er a drama me Hall. V an Bonaher bonne haar Tolstoi, Michael Skrif drama ucht fo sa visieekmna goelge salá a koachchtta a do a in Orira, rira, Mihal cleric, Michal in mi na na l- na a in Arksen on Yata. Scriveni fraud a jaw me cochacha a dinish onirina, free gne ha to hail neheren a gnawm. Fleg sheet fibon a nilina, chee whelga. Via a comus porchina funtacha a in a jaw me. Gohore ha dovna oga. Rud anif icos chromidori ne herin las mot de hion o casey. Quere dromi mi humpoor der huine, marflechit over na nachrev kadeha. Vitemi unta grip fatis er huine aigehort ha. Temi, temi marcos Naman man a mot ma de hringon fusta. Aguskeel nebulatory luffa. Vishigamor contusiger loch de she on on jomi on joma is umra ti yaskriv ne krota to shen khar halesh on geel the ground on a pya khon marchon is rahula sachanga gwega this joma e ta anxi fida her imin a fashik tour is called on khomashun im screw er orish marakha kas ne nine Toshicho <laughs> Hulkoma, Margot Viltric de Kerta, Voshti Ochtaha, Agas Kerta, Moraha, Filoher, Agasonegor Denach Orha. Queena Erhallin Bucht, a deep rich as Kilvoile Fado, Agaskerlikuk, Dunfar, Dunvar, Dulcer, O Villon, a Hurgian Voreid, and Chilish Grief. Hretchy Gerhorgumyach, Coer Bru. Idrama Dorogus Furen Arklina, Agus Nachwil is scriven a Kratluch drama. Gavil fiau su le of Egan Lore Lere Hor er. Hample, yen she si ashgive er fee seed on trill, fui roar on Lere Horra. Thomas Magana, an Is drama tragoiduch e on A hockenkuntis ern see a gotter lecalino mora. Avin Krijovke lefar posta agas irin turroch d'avar. Chepinamoher agasabet jahar erhi. Beinamoher burha fui hurmi negorsena. Achni vinem ne nor las agar inina. Near true agaena d'avora, no ne caro no mali a hug an dídan dhe, agus atour at do erhi ag a tríol. Tugt ar breith hí, has o a alan of few sí i fein agus mora, si a lánaf gauwil Anhion erhi. ar hí. Móra, gyr vareg sí a hinnín marr gyr calhín Tonche maschar food and drama kashter an Se an 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 go bora ara gontus aga sekandera chein hesse e fritters drama no kin forordine roti mascharin eran tor tomas makana andera hor go vilan drama shaghumor khontosik eksei kashtsirshanaman ichi vi erafein ochor free free legand drama dor Håren ontril Chil more, der Harold Hobson on nytter on times i lønden, og at fuldshøjre in kan jeg rev en akku gørge gæ. on damer Ere rev føde jammerte Haksia hakier ned i kshasker kær. Gugarden i ykchen dastrik nigrad on jammer gugberla, on trial in Araklin and an Eplana. Koriach and Don don't telefish on sun. Agus Kirchestach e, a veil telefisha, Berlin, Nedik Shaska Kuig. Ban of Klorke telefisha or Goru as drami in Walesa. Ach baulif ba- ach bauli de on tril. Fall sich an tacha berle a neidir saske sé voor in dramas se leerwa story ach vi sé kan spoidech no chu ar of gerámer goléirchch ajuog náar voor sann as be karhanaachta is a rein lí ún sich an drama teske ve mi voralta. Li on trild an gewer ar an de vi man for nechas ca tri the race de vel an vir jarnach da sra dar no birthright a all shoes I- Irish times vis hkritba an tras er an si a chach le morcha an in Alt Vine, bain, Jerin Viney, Gnurt Moher Erenach of Vine Nor Hasteguhi Guvilhoch a heney near Eren, Agus Gureva Muncher Agus a tear nor In Alt Ella, Jenin she chalked her haleen nach will posta, Ainshin da moher gwil she turroch. Durchi nacher Vainro degen of Tinnish da moher ach turmin ne Kegul Shedakrai sha haulu in Yuf Taspana nakuntisha guleru crean sedrama on tril ernedarki cleantagus crualacha a viagdina eganaumchen de mahraha nachre posta agas eran moorch a viorha fui hurmi negarsena cha maure negrada on davlien yernacha da sales in hospital. For she boss erin, Chula dig de v on vehev, nedig shachto hin. Talkoptin lag and bairla drama on trial le falls laurland Tagarha Taller laur on lesh fui vore ni rodags a On tedalitar and laur, laur sha an underground theatre, major playwrights in the Irish language, nineteen thirty to nineteen eighty. Philip O'Leary. It's a brah newer Nazar Shaw, Sazar Lantagarha, Nora at Oscillian The
2: wonderful legend of the lock was recorded by Croft and Croker in his book. Fairy Legends and Traditions of the South of Ireland in 1824. But earlier accounts exist concerning leases, fairs, fishing and amusement. In 1694 the Corporation of Cork ordered that Alderman Wright, Rogers and a Mr. Campion examine some grounds adjoining the loch, with a view to valuing it and renting it. It proved to be a troublesome issue for the Corporation. Because in October seventeen seventeen mister will Masters was ordered to give up his lease at the lock under threat of legal action eight years later the legal wrangling continued and a sum of seven pounds eight shillings was offered to mister Masters upon his surrendering the lease and the legal costs were fixed at thirty shillings by seventeen twenty seven Trespassing had become a vexatious issue and representatives of the corporation were sent to the lock in order to issue a report and threaten the offenders. A decree was issued stating that all black cattle that stood on or about this land in order to cool for slaughtering shall pay one penny for every head and a halfpenny for every pig or sheep. The contentious issue of people digging up the ground and carrying away enormous amounts of soil occupied the corporation for many more years. Even members of the established church had their eyes on this important piece of land. In 1770, Dean Chinnery had built a wall and taken in ground that was not belonging to him and he was forced to take a lease on on this particular plot of land. The issue of having two fairs near the lock was investigated as early as 1733. In later years it was recommended that three fairs be held which would generate much needed revenue for the city. By 1743 it was discovered that the lock had been totally overfished by the overuse of fishing nets. In order to conserve the remaining fish stocks it was ordered that no person shall fish with any net or nets in said lock. The lock was not just a place of commerce, but it was a place for amusement as well. When the lock froze, there was no place to equal it for sport in Cork. On the 2nd of January 1767, the frost had become so severe that the lock froze solid, and skating became a popular pastime. The cold became so severe that many poor tradesmen could not work and because they had nothing better to do, went to the lock and amused themselves by skating. After two weeks, the roads became impassable as the snow was seven or eight feet deep in parts. Essentially later, there were many newspaper accounts of skating on the lock, including some near tragedies when the ice broke, and the skaters were hurled into the frozen lake. Because of the seasonal nature of the sport, there were many injuries such as broken limbs and severe bruising. This was the order of the day, and many of the local hospitals had more than their fair share of ice casualties. The lock continues to be a safe haven for people and is an important nature sanctuary since 1881 for animals, birds, fish, and is a tranquil oasis not far from the hustle and bustle of the city centre.
3: Interview with William Wall by Donald O'Driscoll Interviewing William Wall, it soon becomes apparent how much Whitegate, where he was brought up, holds in his heart. To paraphrase the generic saying, you can take the man out of Whitegate, but not Whitegate out of the man. Yet I had no idea William was from Whitegate before I interviewed him. I knew him as a writer, a socialist and a Facebook friend whose content I enjoy, even though I didn't really know him except for to nod at him and say hello when he passed me in the old Hollyhill library when I worked there. So interviewing William was very informative. William Wall, the man, emerged throughout the interview, giving very interesting and instructive responses and showing great patience and restraint when I had to pause the interview for over a minute to investigate a phantom knock at the door. He loves living in Cork now. He says the green belt around the city has not changed much down through the years and in ways it doesn't feel like a city. It is big enough to have everything you need yet small enough to be human. William started writing at about 12 years of age, when he became very sick with Still's disease, a form of rheumatoid arthritis. By the age of 15, he had written around 250 poems and 20 short stories, most of which he describes candidly, but I suspect not entirely accurately, as shite. He got his first real sense of being noticed for being a writer when his mother sent off one of his stories to John B. Keane, when the Listowel Writers Week was still in its infancy. John B. inaugurated a prize and sent him £10 as a reward, which William acknowledges was a fortune at the time. It would be the start of a relationship with both John B. and the Writers' Week, which was to last many years. In fact, Lestole soon became a holiday destination for the Wall family, who would deposit William at the festival and go off and do their own thing. I started going to Writers' Week when I was 16 and went every year for several years. However, William is careful not to fall into the trap of identifying his own writing too closely with other writers before him. He admires writers like Elizabeth Bowen, John Banville and John McGahern, but sees the importance of writers ploughing their own furrows. William laments that some publishers want to know five writers whose work is like your own before they will publish a writer's work. It's strange because what was popular this year might not be popular next year. Each writer is unique. William does a quick mental tally of how many books he has published and comes up with 24. Six of these were novels, which include Grace's Day, Alice Falling and This is the Country. There are also four books of poetry, three books of short stories and 11 children's books. The children's books William confesses were primarily written for his own children when they were younger. William chose to write his children's books under his grandmother's name, Ellen Regan. This is perhaps unsurprising given that it was his grandmother who first inspired his love of reading. He recalls fondly the days when the county's mobile library used to call. William was a prolific reader and soon became well known to the library staff. Given the difficult childhood William had due to his illness, he believes that the library saved his life as a child and kept him going. William, who is still a massive advocate of libraries and a proud library member, believes that while new technologies have changed libraries in some respects, that things are largely similar. William recalls people who would frequent the reference library and spend most of the days reading old newspapers on microfilm. In his own writing, William, who is unashamedly left-wing politically, does not shy away from political themes. Alice Falling deals with the power of the clergy, while This Is The Country looks at the capitalist nature of Celtic Tiger Ireland. His penchant for left-wing politics is one of the many reasons William identifies strongly with Italy, a country he has long had a love affair with. In Italy, all my friends are communists or ex-communists. However, not everyone who William has encountered on his travels to Italy has been on the left politically. It was funny one time this man came up to me to ask me to sign one of my books. I thought no more of it. Then one of my friends informed me afterwards that he was a fascist who used to have a picture of Mussolini in his office. William is particularly taken with Liguria, near Genoa, a region where he has been visiting since 2000. William laments that with the COVID-19 crisis, he has been unable to go this year. He states that Liguria is very like Ireland in terms of scenery and ways. A very proud people, they have their own language, Genovese, a language that William, although he is fluent in other dialects of Italian and translates books from Italian, is not brave enough to attempt to learn. One could never accuse William of not living life to the fullest. Yet from the boy who devoured books as a means of helping him through ill health, to a teacher of over 20 years experience, to a much lauded figure on the Irish literary scene, the influence of growing up in Whitegate has never left him. Many titles by William Wall are available from Cork City Libraries, and Grace's Day is also available on BorrowBox.
0: That's all for now. For information, opening hours or contact details about Cork City Libraries, visit our website at www.corkcitylibraries.ie or follow us on social media channels. Music is by Chris Toomey from his album Midnight on the Water. Thanks for listening. Slán.